Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. But let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Humble Newspaper 803 and asks, am I the a-hole for disinviting my sick grandmother from my wedding? I imagine I'll likely be verbally eviscerated by the internet masses, but I do have some explanation. My grandmother is my only living grandparent, and she's my hero. When I was a kid, she beat stage 4 lung cancer. When I had my own, less severe diagnosis of cancer, she was there for me, even more than my parents. I hope people believe me when I say, this decision to exclude her from my wedding is not one made lightly. However, I genuinely think it to be for the best. My fiancé and I are getting married in about 8 months, being engaged for close to 3 years. We hadn't intended for such a long engagement, but it's where the dice fell. Initially, when planning the wedding, I absolutely wanted my grandmother there and sent her an invite. But about a year ago, she had a massive stroke. ETA to make this absolutely clear, everything was planned and booked before she had the stroke. She is 90 years old and the family was kind of astonished she even made it. However, she's been in really bad shape since then. On her good days, she still needs a walker to get around that oftentimes requires a wheelchair. Unfortunately, our wedding takes place in an old historical location that is not wheelchair friendly. The ceremony space is quite a walk across a field from the reception area. All in all, not very suitable for my grandmother in her current state. I tried to see if we could move the venue, but the wedding was already paid off and the contract states that we can't get a refund if we choose to cancel. So moving locations would be out 20k. We're paying for the wedding ourselves and scraped together every dime we had to pay for it. So this isn't a hit we can financially bear. It broke my heart immensely coming to the realization my grandmother couldn't be there. Especially worrying if she tried to push herself it could harm her health further. And she refuses to accept it. She insists she'll make it there with a walker. But she can't even get through a grocery store trip let alone an all day event. I suggested we have someone in front of the ceremony video call her or have us get married at a courthouse beforehand so she could be there for the actual marriage and still use the wedding as more of a celebration party. Hell, I would have been willing to get married in the damn parking lot. However, she's the type of stubborn and headstrong person to refuse to accept her limitations. I was practically offended I would entertain the idea of ruining my own wedding or suggest she is less than capable of being there in person and is now very upset with me now that I've said if she refuses all of my compromises then it may be for the best she not attend. Family members are equally angry with me for crushing her hopes to see me get married and have been giving me loads of shit even though they are well aware of her condition and agree it would be virtually impossible to have her be there. The only one on my side is my fiance which has me wondering if I really am the asshole for not letting her try to attend despite knowing it likely won't end well. Am I the a-hole? 
ETA, I'll answer some frequently asked questions that I've seen so far. She does have a part-time caregiver come by her house a couple of days a week to bring her groceries and take her to appointments and stuff like that. However, she's kind of a small lady herself and isn't available the day of the wedding. We've looked into hiring slash renting assistance of any kind, but we've put almost all of our money towards the venue, which my parents insisted on for a centralized location. They've been taking control of the wedding and I don't have the best relationship with them, but that's more than I can get into with a character limit. And it was one of the most affordable. No one in the family has yet to volunteer to help either physically, the day of, or financially, so we're pretty much on our own. My main concern comes from her potentially pushing herself too hard, trying to get around, which has happened after the stroke and put her health at further risk because she's tried to continue living as she did before the stroke and has been hospitalized for it. And in the comments, we'll start with I don't care who says you're the a-hole. This is dark as fuck. She's an adult. Why are you not letting her make her own choices? This inviting someone is a huge deal and is usually reserved for when someone does something particularly egregious. Opie responds saying she had incidents before post-stroke where she pushed herself too hard and put her health at risk. Since she's been trying to live just as she was before the stroke, so that's my biggest concern. JSJG says, None of the people voting you're the a-hole seems to care for a second about this woman's health and safety. Is she an adult? Yes, obviously. Is she capable of making her own decisions? Honestly, debatable. Like, sorry to even put this thought out there, but I think something OP is skirting around saying outright is that her grandma is pushing herself too hard physically could trigger another stroke or any number of other catastrophic health conditions that she is vulnerable to at her age. OP isn't worried about her grandma ruining the wedding by being an inconvenience. She's worried that her event could be a contributing factor to the death of a loved one. That's terrifying, OP. I'm sorry for the position you're in. No one's an a-hole here. OP does respond to that and says that was basically my thought process. If we aren't able to find a way for her to safely attend and she ends up getting hospitalized or worse on account of this dumb wedding because I didn't keep her safe, fuck. Man, I would never be able to forgive myself if something like that happened. I get it people want to assume the worst in people right off the bat. Internet's gonna internet, but honestly, fuck the wedding. I want more than anything for my grandmother to be there. And thank God for the other commenters who are smarter than me to suggest options I hadn't thought of previously because I was too stupid and overwhelmed by frustration and stress of everything going on to realize. But Purple Weasel responded to that previous comment as well and said her grandmother is 90 damn years old. Something's going to take her life soon and no amount of keeping her locked in a padded room is going to prevent that. It's just going to make sure her last years are miserable. A lot of people would decide that gaining two or three more years of life by avoiding all danger and risk isn't worth it, particularly when they're already sick and in pain. It's a valid choice. More importantly, it's their choice, not anyone else's. It's horrible to question whether or not someone is capable of making their own decisions when your only evidence is that they made a different choice than you would. Poor Execution says, okay, so before my granddad passed away, I was essentially his personal assistant. Like your grandmother, he had a cane but also a wheelchair and I'd wheel him around everywhere. So I say this from experience, most historical sites do make accommodations for elderly or disabled people. Please, please, please talk to the venue and get them to set something up. If there's stairs, chances are they have collapsible ramps. If there's a long stretch of grass, I can assure you they have some form of transport across it. And if they don't, get two wood planks and wheel her across those. I won't pass a judgment, but I will say, that you need to tell your venue and tell them you have disabled guests and you need to talk about the accommodations they have. And one more comment from GPU says, 
You're the a-hole because of the disinvitation. Let her decide if she wants to come or not. I think you're giving up too easily on the wheelchair option. Go for a third option. Google wheelchair rentals in your area. Look around for them. Ask through your network of friends if one of your friends would be willing to push her around in a wheelchair for the day if you need them at the wedding. This unlikely grandma will want to stay there for the entire reception. Maybe you can hire someone for the day. Post in some community groups. Maybe you have a friend of a friend. Maybe friend's brother got married and his grandma is deaf. One of my friend groups is fluent in sign language, so my friend asked of that friend could come to the ceremony and would sign in exchange for a free dinner. I understand you have a lot to do with the wedding, but if your grandma is as special to you as you make her out to be, I think she's worth the extra effort. Not just let the wedding planner say, oh, it's too hard and disinvite her. OP responds to that one and says, I mentioned in another comment, but I will admit part of it has been a result of a lot of frustration and lack of any sort of help from family. Not just for the wedding, but it feels like they've given up on her altogether. And I'm kind of at my wits end with them and didn't know what else to do. So that's been taking its toll, I think. But fortunately, some comments have given some ideas I hadn't thought of before, so I hope we can still have some options to look into. But then OP kindly updates their post and says, Hi. I wanted to give an update to my previous post. There are a lot of repeat questions and some things I couldn't explain fully due to the character limit, so hopefully I can provide some clarification. I was concerned and initially made the decision to uninvite her because she was insistent on living life just as she did before her stroke and didn't even want a part-time caregiver until an incident at the grocery store that ended with her hospitalized. I didn't want her to be in a similar situation just for me. If she got hurt or worse as a result of her overexerting herself at my wedding, I would never forgive myself. I thought I was doing the right thing for her sake, but a lot of comments gave me some much-needed perspective. A handful of people were convinced I was embarrassed by my grandmother's health issues, worried she would ruin the wedding or hope my grandmother would pass away. As my grandmother is fond of saying, even Evil Knievel couldn't make that leap. I will admit part of why I came to the decision was the result of frustration and lack of any sort of help from family. Not just for the wedding, but it feels like they've given up on her altogether. I was at my wits end with them, didn't know what else to do, got massively stressed and overwhelmed. It was taking more of a toll than I realized. I'll likely have a serious talk with certain family members later on. We did look into hiring slash renting assistance of any kind, but we've put most of all of our money towards the venue which was chosen by my dad and stepmom. They paid the down payment on our home and used that to steer the wedding in a direction they want. So they heavily influenced a lot of decisions. At the time, it would have worked fine since everything was booked and paid before my grandmother had the stroke. She's my mum's, who isn't in the picture mother, and was never close with my dad. So my parents aren't willing to provide financial help to get her some assistance. No one from her side wants to help either, so we're on our own. As for the main update, we found a way for my grandmother to safely attend the wedding. I stated in some comments my grandmother was very active in her community, even leading right up to the stroke. One of her favorite things was reading to the kids at a nearby elementary school. I learned she'd become good friends with one of the custodians who would help her navigate the building and escort her around. A really nice guy in his 40s. I contacted him and explained the situation. He said he would love to be a dedicated help for the day of the wedding. When he said that, the relief and excitement I felt was indescribable. Of course, I went to my grandmother and begged forgiveness and explained the plan for the day. She was happy with the arrangement and said, while she understood I had good intentions, if I try any nonsense like that again, she'd drop dead out of spite. Thank you for all your help and judgment. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And that's a lovely update. And I'm glad you're able to get your grandma there because it sounds like what you really wanted. And I can really read the love for your grandma in this one post. And I do understand where Opie was coming from. I don't agree with the disinviting or anything like that, but I get the concern that you don't want to, you know, cause your cause your loved one any further pain or injury or anything like that. Of course, it's her decision in the end, and I think that should be respected. But we had a very, very similar conversation when for the last year of my dad's life, because we knew, you know, it was coming within the nine months we was told. But we had a family wedding coming up and was like, we wasn't sure if he was going to make it to the wedding or not. But we knew, it, you know, if dad was still with us, bless him, he would want to be at that wedding. So we would have found the way of doing it. But I got to tell you, of course, as a family, we were concerned. Would, would moving him around, you know, getting him upstairs and stuff like that, cause him further pain? All these worries are in your head. And of course, if you really want to look at it in a certain way, he would have wanted to be there anyway. We knew we knew he wasn't with us with for much longer. And that would have been his attitude towards it as well. But you can't help but feel guilty, feel sad. And is it the right thing to do? And all the questions and stuff going on in your head, your mind gets clouded sometimes. Unfortunately, he didn't make it to that wedding, which was incredibly sad. But there was a lovely memory table out for him at that wedding, which was which was lovely to see at the same time. But I'm incredibly glad in this story it's going to have their grandma at their wedding. Sounds absolutely wonderful. And I hope it all goes well for you. And i got to say, I loved your grandma's cheeky response at the end there. Try any nonsense like that again. She had dropped it out of spite. <laughs> cheeky grandma. Absolutely love it. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Am I the A-hole, sister-in-law's name, who says, Am I the A-hole for naming my baby the same name as my sister-in-law, even after she told me not to? I, 24 female, have always wanted to call my baby Hope. After my great-grandma who passed when I was younger, she is the sweetest woman, and I have always said I'd name my first daughter after her in her memory. Well, as it turns out, my boyfriend has a younger sister called Hope. She's 26 and doesn't really have the best relationship with her brother. They speak on occasions but just each get on with their own lives so we have hardly any contact with her besides at family gatherings i told my boyfriend i planned on using the name for our daughter way before we even found out i was pregnant he agreed and was fine with it however when we found out we we're expecting a baby girl he said we should at least tell his sister that's the name we have chosen i agreed 
and we arranged to go out for lunch together. There I told her about how I've always wanted to use her name and the baby wouldn't be named after her as such, but they would share a name as it is important to me. His sister was not happy about it and said she didn't like the idea of her niece sharing the same name as her and asked us please not to use it. I explained I wasn't really asking permission. I was more informing her of our choice. She wasn't very happy about it, but this was months ago. and My boyfriend and I assume should be over it by now. Anyway, two weeks ago when my daughter was born, boyfriend posted in his family group chat a photo of her and her name, Hope. His sister called me and first said congratulations, but she didn't understand why we use that name when she specifically asked us not to. I said that it's going on her birth certificate if she likes it or not, as she couldn't give me a reason not to use her name, whereas I could give her a reason why I wanted to. She called my boyfriend and I assholes and said this will only impact her relationship with her brother even more. But honestly, I don't see what's wrong with using the name. Am I the a-hole? I mean, not that it's super important for this story, but at that lunch, did you actually explain to her that, you know, I'm naming her Hope after my grandmother, not after you? I mean, to me, it's not the a-hole anyway. She doesn't own that name. It's just quite that simple to me in this one. If someone came up to me and said, I'm going to name my child Mark, God help it. <laughs> I would say, yeah, you crack on with that. Totally up to you. But do I want to know says, I told her about how I've always wanted to use her name. And it says, you don't want to use her name. You want to use that name. She doesn't own it. Not the a-hole. Spot says, and not the a-hole, but perhaps there could be some kind of compromise position. In order to avoid any confusion by naming your child Hope, nice name by the way, you could encourage the rest of the family to start calling your sister-in-law Hopeless. Oh dear. <laughs> Okay, status says not the a-hole, but I wonder, when you told your sister-in-law that the baby wasn't being named after her, but the name is important to you, did you actually tell her that it was your great-grandmother's name and you have long since wished to name your baby Hope? Because whilst you didn't need to justify your name choice, since you said your sister-in-law didn't understand why you used the name after she asked you not to, it sounds like there is possibly a breakdown in communication here. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? Maybe you have a different opinion on the matter. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Sarah2720, who says, Am I the a-hole for not covering up my boobs when I saw my friend, her husband, and kids on holiday? Last week, I, 40 female, UK, went on holiday to Lanzarote with husband Dan and two kids. 14G, 10B. Independently, our friends Helen and Graham were going to the same resort with their two girls, 9 and 7. We didn't make any formal plans to meet, but said we might arrange dinner while we were there. One day, we're on the beach by the edge of the sea, paddling and playing bat and ball. I was topless. I always go topless on holiday if local laws allow. I've done it since around the age of 14. My mom and sisters did too. I know it's a contentious issue, especially in the US where people can be very prudish, but it's just a totally normal non-sexual thing for me. In Europe, it's very common and there were lots of topless women on the beach that day. I'm anticipating certain questions here. No, I'm not a nudist. No, I don't parade around naked at home in front of my kids or their friends. I just sunbathe topless on holidays and in my garden. The kids don't bat an eyelid, but if I got any inclination, it was a problem for them, I likely wouldn't do it. Helen and Graham's kids appeared unexpectedly and ran up to us. I looked around and Helen and Graham were there too. We greeted them. I gave each of them a kiss on the cheek as I always do when I greet my friends. We stood and chatted while the kids played but Helen seemed quiet. 
The girls asked me to play bat and ball with them. I said yes, but Helen abruptly said they had to go. Kids were disappointed, but Dan suggested meeting later for dinner. Graham accepted. Later, I got a text from Helen to cancel dinner. She was upset with me for not putting a top on when we saw them. Quote, Would it have killed you to put your tits away when we arrived? She was angry that I kissed Graham while topless and that I was going to play bat and ball with her kids with, quote, bare boobs swinging around. And later, two girls were giggling about, quote, Sarah's massive wobbly boobs. She said she didn't want to see me that night. I was upset. I didn't think I'd done anything wrong, given that we were on a beach where loads of women had their boobs out. I didn't have a chance to cover up. The first thing I knew of their presence was when they were close up and had already seen I was topless. I'd have had to walk past them 50 foot up the beach to our towels, etc. to put on a top. It would have been like shutting the stable door after the horse had bolted. I replied that I was sorry she was upset and that I'd made her angry. Since getting home, I've texted her again, but I've had no response. Dan has seen Graham, who said he wasn't upset about it. But he and Helen had argued afterwards when she accused him of enjoying the view too much. Dan thinks I didn't do anything wrong. We weren't expecting to see them. There were other topless women the kids could giggle at and for Graham to feast his eyes on if that's what he was really doing. And by the way, neither of us think he was. But I'm sorry I upset my friend and wonder if I'm an a-hole. Am I an a-hole? Mopper says, not the a-hole. You and your massive wobbly boobs can do whatever you damn well please as long as the local laws allow. If she had a problem with it, she shouldn't have come up to you in the first place. She surely should have noticed you were topless from afar before approaching. Edit, I'm severely disappointed in you, Reddit, for nobody yet replying, yes, she should have, and don't call me Shirley. Randomized name system says, not the a-hole. Beware the killer nipples. If you take... <laughs> If you take kids to the if you take kids to a beach that allows toplessness, there will be tits. Lieutenant Colonel Shinyside says, "Not the a-hole." If the local laws say you can have your tits out, you're well within your rights to do so. If you don't want your kids seeing titties, don't bring them to a topless beach. This is like taking your kids to Hooters and complaining their staff uniforms are inappropriate. Sankat says, fellow European here, so not the a-hole. I might have covered up temporarily when they showed up, but I wouldn't have panicked about it nor expected to lose a friend over it. If you're upset by topless sunbathing, go to Florida and not the Canary Islands. Tequila Squirrel says, I'm going against the tide here, but I think OP should have covered up before kissing the friend and her husband. The reason being, that say she was topless in her home and they turned up unexpectedly at the door, would she just carry on doing everything topless then too? We get sunbathing topless on holiday, but when your friends, husband, and kids turn up unexpectedly, in my opinion, it's just kind of manners to cover up. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly polite, lol. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the channel, showing your love to one another, sending me those pictures of your crochet projects and various things you're up to over on Twitter as well. I love to see it. And don't forget to keep sending me that pet tax as well. I absolutely love to see it. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 